need somebody with a Bible. I need a man with a Bible. These guys are busy. Where are you sitting when you get done? Uh, in between these guys here? Okay, good. Fellas, please pay attention. You're good. Thank you, please. First John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, not that one. Go all the way up near Revelation, and you'll see First John, Second John, Third John, after the book of Hebrews, after Peter, and then also First John. First John. Good to have you with us this morning. I'll read out loud. You read silently along with me, but we'll read this together, as is our custom here at the Anchor Baptist Church. First John, chapter number one. First John, chapter number one, verse number eight. We'll begin reading right there. All right. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the truth is not in us. I want you to turn, if you would please, to Romans chapter number 4. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans chapter number 4. While you're doing that, can I ask you to please check your phones and make sure they're off. I would appreciate that. Your eye watches, your my watches, your their watches, uh, anything. If I'm not quite using the right term, please turn them off. All right, I'd appreciate that. They'll go off at the most inopportune time. So I'm asking you to please check that for yourself, okay? Romans chapter number 4, starting in verse number 7. Saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Our text verse is that verse there, Romans chapter number 4 and verse number 8. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. I will talk to you about this in just a moment. Father, thank you for the Bible. Ask you to please bless the folks. May we settle in realizing God wants to talk to us this morning through his word. We may miss it. We may miss it if we're not paying attention. So I pray we'll not be distracted in mind or with our eyes or ears, but we will do our best to pay attention as the word is being taught and preached in case God wants to help us this morning. Thank you for the Bible. Please help the people. Amen. You may be seated. Spiritually withdrawn Life's winds and waves and rising tides Have left you forlorn You say your ship can take another storm And the final wave seems near Just anchor deep to the solid rock Let the captain handle your fears Anchor to the power of the cross. Anchor to the power of the cross. Keep your eyes on the master when drifting and storm tossed. Anchor to the power of the 
troubled on every side, but not crushed and broken, perplexed but not desperate. So all is not hopeless. I know God has not forsaken, though cast down were not destroyed. For the captain stood the test of time, and he is still Lord, anchor to the power of the cross, anchor to the power of the cross, keep your eyes on the master when drifting and storm tossed, anchor to the power of the cross, to the solid rock of ages, I'll hold my ground, when changing winds blow again, and toss me around, I've set my sails and attached my soul to a source that will never fail, so stand firm through the storm, for the cross will prevail, anchor to the power of the cross, anchor to the power of the cross, keep your eyes on the master, when drifting and storm tossed, anchor to the power of the cross. Keep your eyes on the master when drifting and storm tossed. Anchor to the power of the cross. chapter number four, please. Romans chapter number four. Good to have you with us this morning. Thank you for being here. Romans chapter number four. Can you sit right in the middle of them? Share your Bible with everybody when you do that, please. Thank you very much, Jordan. Romans chapter number four, verse number eight. Romans chapter four, verse number eight. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord, not you or me, the Lord will not impute, I'll tell you what that means here as we go forward, sin. If you were going to die today, would it not be nice to know ahead of time whether you're going to heaven or hell? That would be kind of nice to know. Just to understand, I don't understand why you have to beg yell, scream, convince, uh, prove, 
that a person would want to go to heaven. And that has never made sense to me at all, uh, why a person has to be begged, um, yelled at, um, every, every argument proved differently. Uh, like, I have to beg you to go to heaven. Uh, it would seem like it would be the other way around. Preacher, please, I want to go to heaven. Please just tell me how to get there. But I know that is not always the case. To me, this would seemingly, it's just absurd uh, to have to tell anybody, come on, you want to go to heaven or don't you? Come on, now here's what you do. Oh, no, really? And you just go on and on. It's almost like they don't want to go. That doesn't make sense to me. In my head, I'm thinking that only a person that's a lunatic a person whose brain is not attached to the rest of their body would think to themselves, I don't care if I go to hell. That is a person who doesn't understand what hell's all about. That's a person that does not understand what separation from God is all about. You really ought to be begging the preacher, even this morning. Preacher, I heard what you had to say. Can I have a few moments? Can you tell me how to get to heaven? I want to talk to you about that this morning. Why would a sane person want to go to hell? Why would a sane person want to go to hell? Well, there are some people in hell. The Bible talks about them. There are people in hell. So somebody, whether they want to or not, ended up in hell. I want to talk to you about this this morning. Who is in hell? That's a good question. Yeah, preacher, who's in hell? How'd they get there? Why didn't somebody stop them? I want to talk to you about that this morning. What is it that divides a person from being saved or lost? heaven or hell, sins forgiven or sins added to your life. What is it that divides that? Here's, here's some arguments that I'll bring up. It's a church you go to. Now, a lot of people believe that, but no, that's not right. You can go to any church in the world you want to, and it is possible for you to go to heaven. Why? Because it's not a church that saves. It's not a church that saves. Okay. Well, I'm bringing up your side of the argument, if you would, but listen to me very carefully here. It's still, uh, you could still go to heaven if you were a Mormon. If you went to a Mormon church, you could still go to heaven. If you went to a Baptist church, don't outthink me right now. Just listen. So what about if it's the ordinances? You know what I'm talking about. We're talking about baptism and Lord's Supper. What, is, what, if, what, if, what if, it's, if it's one of those? If I take those, does that guarantee me to go to heaven? No, you can go to heaven, if you would, and be sprinkled. You can go to heaven and be dunked. You can go to heaven and somebody take a cup and pour it on top of you. All of these things are possible. We're talking about going to heaven. No, you cannot go to heaven. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, no, it will not stop you from going to heaven if you do not take the Lord's Supper. You cannot take the Lord's Supper and still go to heaven. You can, all of us decide to bite off of one loaf, drink out of one cup. All of us can decide to take a little wafer and drink out of our own cup. Why? Because that is not what takes a person to heaven. It doesn't matter if we all do these things or we all don't. If we take communion every month or we only take it once or twice a year, that is not the way to heaven. But this is not the difference between saved and lost. This is not the difference between heaven and hell. Please keep in order what we're talking about. We're talking about what makes the difference, what causes a person to go to heaven or hell. It is not Lord's Supper. It is not the church you go to. It is not uh, baptism. It's not these things at all. I know, I know, I know, I know. Listen up. It's your good life. You hear people say that all the time, don't you? You'll knock on a door, you'll talk to somebody in the street or maybe somebody in church, and you'll say, are you saved? Are you going to heaven? Here's what they'll say. I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. 
Uh, the first thing we talk about is that you being bad or good has nothing to do with it. You being bad or good has nothing to do with you going to heaven or hell. I mean, not one single thing to do with where you're going to go when you die. Once you're dead, it is already decided. And so we have to find out then what is the difference between saved and lost? What is the difference between what makes a person go to heaven or decides a person goes to hell? It's not good or bad. I'll show you this in a moment. It's not church or no church. That's not what does it. It's not baptism or no baptism. It's not Lord's Supper or not taking the Lord's Supper on and on and on. Then what is the difference? Look in Romans chapter number 4 and verse number 7 and 8. Romans chapter 4, verse number 7 and 8. Saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not. I want you to know something. In verse 7, are, are, that, that means now and past. But then you said in verse number 8, will not. That's future. Listen to me very carefully. This is going to mean a lot to you. I hope this will mean something to you. So in verse number 8, it said, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. The difference, or who, or what makes the difference, is the person God. And that person is the one who will add your sins to your record that he keeps in heaven. He is the only one that can do that. You're the only one that adds to that. You cannot blame anybody else. What goes on your record is what you charged up, what is happening to you, and that, if you would. So, you see, there's these books in heaven. The Bible talks about Revelation chapter number 20. In there, there is the book of life. There is the book. That's singular. The definite article, book. There's one. Everybody who's born again, their name's in there. There's no mistakes. Hey, my name should be in there. God said, no, I wrote the book. I, I know who's in there and who's not in there. The other one are books of our works. Now, if you are not saved, you go to the great white throne judgment, and those books of works are there to add to your degrees of punishment. Every day that you go on about your life sinning and doing what you want to do, ignoring the Lord and doing what you think is right and wrong and going about your life, it's all being added to your ledger. It's all being added to your account. You are charging up sins left and right like a high State campus student. It just doesn't matter how much they charge for their... Anyway, and so what happens is one of these days it comes time to pay, and Uncle Biden's not going to pay for you. You know why? The money's not come from him to begin with. And so what happens here is this. You are charging up, and all of it goes on your ledger. Every sin you commit is charged to your ledger. Now, here's what happens. If there is some way that we could get God's pen, if you would, from him to where he could not write on that ledger ever, you could go to heaven. If there was a way to do that. If you can just figure out how we could stop God from signing that every time we do something wrong that it's written there, if we could do that. Now, do not understand. Do not, I'm not asking you if you understand this. I'm asking you, does that make sense? If God is writing down our sins and I can't stop him, then somewhere my ledger's getting larger. The longer I live, my ledger's getting longer. 
And the more I sin, the faster it's getting filled up all the time. And it'll never be filled up until you die. In other words, the Bible says this. The Bible said all have sinned. So in case you're saying, I'm not that bad. We already address that way up here on the top of the page, right? I'm not that bad. I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to do the best I can. It is not what's up to you. It is what's up to God. And so the Bible said the only way we're justified is by him, not by us. or by. I think you're a nice person. What does God think? And so every time you sin, according to God, God writes that down on your ledger. Now, our ledgers are growing every day. So what we have here is simply this. You say, I don't think so. The Bible said all have sinned. The Bible said all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. So your very best work on your very best day are like a leprous pussy rag that a leper takes off and discards, but he can't use it anymore. You say, I don't think I'm that bad. Oh, God said that in Isaiah. God said that. God said all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And so, but we like to think good of ourselves. The Bible said there's none righteous, no, not one. There cannot be one sin on your account if you want to get to heaven. Now follow my thinking. There cannot be one sin on your account if you want to get to heaven. There cannot be, preacher, you just said everybody's sin. What am I supposed to do? There cannot be one sin on your ledger, on your account, or you, my dear friend, cannot go to heaven. So we are all on the same common ground. The Bible said, for all have sinned. Now, this person may sin more, but they still sin. You may have sinned less, but you still sin. That's why God can make the statement, all have sinned. He didn't say all have sinned greatly or all have sinned less. He just said all have sinned, and that's true. We are all sinners. Everyone is a sinner. Now, if you're not, please stand up, and I'll bear the daylights out of you. Everybody is a sinner. We have to admit that. Then we have to figure out a way for sinners to, if we're all sinners, and not one sin can get to heaven, we got to figure out a way how sinners can get to heaven. Does that make sense? Follow my thinking here. Let me ask you a question. Once a person gets saved, is he still, a, don't answer out loud if you don't really know, is he still a sinner? Does he still sin even after he gets saved? I'll give you the answer. Oh, that may get dizzy. Yes. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 8, one of our text verses, it says this. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. He didn't say you weren't saved. He's saying you're not speaking the truth. Amen. What you just said was I don't sin anymore is a lie. That's not all that he said. In verse 10, it said if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. I don't think that's a smart thing to do. That sounds like sin itself, right? And the Bible said, and his word is not in us. Listen carefully. It may mean heaven or hell to you, what I'm getting ready to say. If you're here this morning, because I know there are all these different ideas on how people get to heaven, what we think would be good enough, what the lines of lost or saved are, we all have our own ideas, but the only thing that makes a difference is God Almighty and what he has got to say. That's where we need to go. So I need to figure this out. How can we get us sinners into heaven? If there is one sin on my ledger, I cannot go. I am in a dilemma. What do I do? Everybody in here knows that we sin. You call it mess up, tripping up. I didn't realize. Whatever the case is, every time that happens, it goes on our ledger, goes on your ledger. So what happens here? Okay, you say I'm not that bad. Question. Ready? Class, sit up. Pay attention. Question. 
How many banks would you have to rob to be a bank robber? 20? How about 15? Oh, wait a minute, are you serious? All I have to do is rob one bank to be a bank robber? What about the guy that robbed 15 banks? He's a bank robber. Whether it's one or 15, you follow me? Okay, let me ask you this then. How many murders would you have to commit to be a murderer? Mass murderer. Ooh. Well, the guy that murdered one's a murderer. The guy that murdered 15 is a murderer. We say he's a real bad murderer. But when God said all have sinned, he understands some people sin like this and some people sin like this. So only statement he's making is that's correct and all have sinned. So his statement is true. And the same thing with being a bank robber or, okay, ready for this one? Ready for this one? Because we don't think this one's that bad. How many lies do you have to tell to be a liar? Hold on, hold on. What did you just say? Did you say one? Did you say one? What if it was a mistake? What if we really didn't mean it? One lie makes you a liar. You just said one bank robber makes you a bank robber, right? One robber, yeah, right? Isn't that what you said? One murder. So one lie would make you a, ooh, man, we're really chalking up some things here this morning. Only one sin makes you a sinner. The Bible says in Psalm, if thou, O Lord, should mark them, if God should mark them down, who should stand? Do you know why he makes that statement? Because the obvious answer is no one. If he did that, but there's mercy with the Lord, the Bible goes on and says, if God puts one sin to your charge, when you die, you ready? You go to hell. One sin to your charge, you go to hell. Sin can't go to heaven. It's a pure place. It's a perfect place. You can't go there with sin in your life, yet we just admit and God verified all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So how do we get a sinner to heaven? If there's one mark on my ledger, I cannot go. Now, if you listen to me very carefully this morning, I'm going to tell you how to do this. I'm going to tell you how to get sinners into heaven. I'm going to tell you how to get sinners into heaven. I think one of the greatest surprises when we get to heaven, you ready for this one? One of the greatest surprises when we get to heaven are those we were almost absolutely sure weren't going and they're there. The other surprise will be those that we thought would be there and they're not there at all. Since people think that the really bad people go to hell, and the really good people go to heaven. And I guess those of us that aren't really either one, we kind of go to a limbo place. I need to clear some things up. I want us, if you'll follow me here this morning, I want us to go to heaven real quick, okay? We're going to go around. We're going to talk to some people that, that are there, get their opinion. Maybe it's just me that's making this up. So let's actually go, if you would, through the Bible to heaven and find out what kind of people got, and how did they get there? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? That way, I'm not making it up. That way, you're not making it up. We're talking about people who are actually there. That will be interesting, won't it? So let's first of all go to heaven. We'll go there. Then we're going to go to hell. Not for very long. Real quick, later on, and talk about that. All right? First of all, who do we find in heaven? So we're walking around. I'm going up there, and I bump into this fellow that's up there. This is, By the way, this isn't make-believe. This really happened. If you went to Luke chapter number uh, 18, you'll see the Bible said this man 
went down to his house justified. I'll explain the story. So we got this guy that was justified. That means he was made right. Okay? And so now, all of a sudden, I'm in heaven. I said, sir, I see you're in heaven. You must have been a faithful church member. No, never attended church. Oh, okay, okay. You, you must have. You, what denomination? No denomination. A, a local church? No. Oh, I got it, I got it. You're one of those independent type church people, right? Nope. Never did that either. Well, what church are you a member of? Never belonged to any church. Listen, be careful. This person's in heaven. But you're in heaven. Yes, I know. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I am in heaven. Were you ever baptized? Nope. Never got baptized. Now I'm very, very confused. Are you sure you never got baptized? Nope. So evidently, you're not from the west side of Columbus over near Anchor Baptist Church, are you? Because if you were there, you would have been baptized. Amen. So how long has it been since you've been here? Uh, about 2,000 years. Wow, you've been here that long. Well, let me ask you a question here. Are you sure you're actually staying in heaven or you're just visiting? No, I'm, I'm staying. Well, let me ask you another question. How much money did you give to a church? I mean, you're in heaven, right? I'm bringing up all these arguments or statements that people tend to make. You mean to tell me you said you never gave anything to any church? Nope, never gave anything to any church. You mean you got to heaven and you didn't belong to a denomination, you never got baptized, no church affiliation, you, you, you didn't give one dime to a church anywhere, and you've been up here for 2,000 years? That is correct. You did good deeds, didn't you? You did good deeds while you were down here. Let me see, during Jerry Lewis Telethon, boy, you went all out, right? You volunteered, right? You stayed up the whole weekend, right? You organized in the neighborhood. Nope. I never helped anybody. All of my life, I've never helped anybody. I don't understand, sir. What in the world are you doing in heaven? What kind of profession did you have when you were down on earth? Well, I was a crook. You were a crook. I cheated people out of their money. How long did you do this? Most of my adult life. I actually took money from poor people. I'm a dip, I mean, I'm a, uh, I did that while I was on the earth. So let me get this straight. You never belonged to a church? No, sir. You never attended a church? No, sir. You never got baptized? Never did that. You mean to tell me you never went to Sunday school, you were never a deacon, you never tithed, you were never a good man. What in the world did you do to get yourself to heaven? Here it is. You ready? You may want to write this down. You may want to memorize this. You may really want to pay attention to what I'm getting ready to say. Here is all this man said. See, they were standing in the temple one day, and there was this Pharisee that was there, and this publican that was there. The publican basically is a tax collector for the Roman government who would go against his own people, the Jews, and get whatever the Roman wanted from them, and then he could get whatever money he wanted from them as long as he didn't cause an uproar among the people. That's how they got rich, taking money from poor people, kind of like the of people that we know. And so what happens is simply this. Here's what he said. I stood in the temple one day and I heard this man in there and I bowed my head and I said, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's it? That's all I said. You're in heaven because of that. 
not because of what I said, but because of who I said it to and what he did. That's why I'm in heaven. Do you know when I put my faith in Jesus Christ that day, he not only, for, listen, very important, he not only, listen, hey, he not only forgave me of all of my past sins, but he said from this point forward, I will no longer impute any sin to your account. We read that in Romans, didn't we? Verse 7 and 8, did we not read that? Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. Did we not read that? Impute means add to your ledger, put to your account. So not only were my past sins forgiven, but from here on out, no sins will be added to my ledger. I just told you that sins can't go to heaven. And I just told you, according to the Bible, we've all sinned. But you can't go to heaven if there's one sin on your ledger. But Jesus said, when you receive me, I forgive you of everything you've done, and I will no longer impute or add your sin to your ledger. All the sins I have already committed are taken off of my record and put on his record. You see, what happened is, when you justify something, that means you have to clean up the books. You have to make them right. You can't. We're in debt. How can a debtor pay his own debts? You can't. And so what happens is ours was filled full of black ink. I mean, it's terrible. Our lives are a mess, and you know that's a mess. From in here to in here to out here to in here to in here, we're a mess. Amen. The Bible, that's why the Bible said all have sin. Your righteousnesses are as filthy rags. It's not how we view us. It's how God views us. So you come to Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive you and all you do is call out to him and admit you're a sinner and he's the only sinner and he said, done, your ledger now is clean. It wasn't wiped away, it was paid for. Everything you did is shifted over to Christ's ledger. Everything you will do, he will no longer impute to your ledger but to Jesus' ledger. Thus, no sin will ever go to heaven if you're saved. You have doubts, I can tell you. Listen to me very carefully. You thought only good folks went to heaven, didn't you? You're trying your best to be a good folks. Heaven is filled with people who never joined a church, never gave any money, never got baptized, never took Lord's Supper, never tithed, never did a good deed. Heaven is full of people who are that kind. Heaven is filled with people of that kind. They've never done anything good for someone. Heaven is filled with, I'm trying to dispel a lie that goes in our head and heart throughout most of our lifetime. Now, wait a minute. I do believe that once you are saved, you should attend a church, a Baptist church. I, I, I will admit that once you get saved, you're supposed to get baptized. According to the Bible, you're supposed to get baptized. I think once you join a church, you ought to be a part of that church and help bear the burden. You need to give tithes and offerings. I believe you need to be an active member. I think you need to do good things among your brothers and sisters and around where this church is located. Yes, I do believe all those kinds of things. But you do that because you are saved, not because you're trying to be saved or stay saved. Do you see the difference? I am not living for God now. I've been saved uh, 50 in April, 51 years, 51 years. Bookkeeper, 51 years, 51 years. Honestly, you think I haven't sinned in 51 years? Are you crazy? There's no way in the world. 
And so what happens to my ledger? Oh, I got to get up there and, and get some uh, Clorox and get that up. You, you can't, it doesn't work that way. You're doing enough good deeds does not wipe out your bad deeds. And we just established that all your righteousnesses are as filthy rags. So now what am I going to do? So like this man here simply said, I simply said, be merciful to me a sinner. And that's what I'm doing up here. He said it can't be that easy. Well, let's go on. It's been about 2,000 years, and there's another man here. Sir, I'd like to tell the folks at Anchor Baptist Church, you're in heaven. I'd like to tell them how you got here. What did you do to end up right here? I have a few questions for you. What church did you join when you were down on the earth? Uh, I didn't join any church. So, uh, okay, you didn't join, but you got baptized. Nope, never got baptized. I'm just going to describe to you people in the Bible. Nope, never got baptized. You were sprinkled as a baby. Nope, that never happened. I was going to tell you that up in heaven they make jokes about that. That's not true, but I wasn't going to do that. Were you ever confirmed on the special day of Easter Sunday morning? Ever a deacon? Nope, never was. Sunday school teacher? Nope, never was. What good deeds did you do? What did you do to enter in to this life? Never did a good deed in my life, never. You're in heaven. Yes, sir, I am in heaven. Well, how did you get to heaven with no church, no tithe, no baptism, no good deeds, no Sunday school, nothing happened in your life. What did you do as a person down on earth? I was a thief. What? You're in heaven. You were a thief? Yes, sir, I was a thief. I did not go to church. How long you been in heaven? 2,000 years. Now follow me. That means, that means, if I'm, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think I am, that means doing good deeds does not get you to heaven. If it did, this guy shouldn't have been there. He's in heaven and did no good deeds, was a thief on this earth, never went to church, never got baptized. You see, the person I'm talking about is the thief on the cross. You know the Bible talks about Jesus was in the middle. There's a thief on both sides. One rejected Christ because he would not trust him, and the other one simply said, you ready for this? Okay, he couldn't get off the cross to get baptized. He couldn't go to church. I mean, man, it's too late. As long as you're alive, it's not too late. But I wouldn't play that game with God. That's a dangerous game to be played. So what he said, while he was on his cross, he said, I believe you're the son of God. Jesus promised him this day, because Jesus was getting ready to go to heaven that day, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. And that's how I got here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't go to church. No, didn't go to church. You, you didn't win anybody to Christ? Nope. You never, you, you never gave anything? Nope. You never helped anybody? Nope. I was in it for myself. One day, I was caught. I was judged and found guilty of being a thief. And that's why I hung on that cross. By the way, I was guilty. You can hear the guy saying it right now. I was, I, I was, I was a crook. I stole so much, I was sentenced to capital punishment to die on a cross. That's why the guy was there. Next to my cross, there was this other man. And all I could hear was folks making lies about him and accusing him of stuff that seemingly just didn't fit. It just didn't seem like it was true. 
and yet they kept saying all these things about him. I heard how they had beat him and how they hurt him, how they made up lies. I mean, the rumors were flying everywhere. You could hear some of the things they were talking about. And this man's back was laid open and face was all bloody and there was spittle on him. And his beard was all pulled out and his face was swollen up and he was dying there. And when I asked him, I heard him say, Father, forgive them. I couldn't believe he would say something like that. He knew they were guilty. He knew he was not guilty. And he didn't ask God to spare him. He asked God to forgive them. I heard him say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And I said to him, I believe you're the Messiah. He also said, I rightly deserve what I'm getting here. Jesus said this day, it? That's all he said? He said, honest, Pastor Bell, all I ever wanted from my heart, all I ever did from my heart was tell him I was guilty. All I ever told him was, I believe you're the Messiah. That, that's all he said. I, I was dying. I didn't have much more time. I, didn't, I couldn't get down off the cross. I couldn't go to church. I couldn't pay tithes. I couldn't win somebody to the Lord. I was guilty. Who's going to listen to me? Jesus. Jesus listened to him. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise, and here I am. This really is confusing. You mean to tell me that's all you ever did to get to heaven? Yes, sir. That's all I ever did. Do you know why? Because Jesus promised me if I will accept him, he will forgive me all of my sin and never impute any more sin to my life. It will never be added to my ledger anymore. He would blot out all of my past sins and never write another one on my account that he would never impute my sins against me ever. I have a question. What are you trusting in to get you to heaven? I just named a whole lot of things that none of them happened to these people and they were in heaven. Were any of those, is that what you're trusting in? Church affiliation? You're not that bad of a guy. You do good things for your neighbors and good, good deeds. I pay my bills. I love my family. Is that it? These guys didn't do anything, and they ended up in heaven. Can I ask you what baptism? Is that, is that what you're banking on? I know what it is. Membership. I belong to what? Is that, what's going to, is that what you think is going to do it? Your good works. Preach honestly, I do good stuff for good people. I, I really do. I go all out for people. Oh, I know. It's your winsome personality. Well, most of us will not go because of that. How did the thief get to heaven without any of that? How did the thief get to heaven without any of that in his life? How's that possible? Listen to me, folks. You must come to the place in your life where from a repentant heart, we're not Catholics. We just do this and it makes everything right. I was said, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. These men I just got through telling you about, it was from their heart, and they meant what they said. Jesus, be merciful to me. Example. What's your name, sir? My name's Noah. Glory to God. Finally, a good guy. <laughs> yeah, you know there's a thief up here? why you're up here. You're not a thief. 
You're not a whoremonger. You're not a drunkard. And tears begin to come down his face. And I went on to tell him he's not this, he's not that, and he stopped me. And he said, Pastor Bell, I wish I, that was true, but it's not true. Do you know I am the first person in the Bible God talks about as being a drunkard? No one. A drunkard? Yes. In heaven? Yes. And I stripped myself naked one day because I got drunk. I embarrassed and hurt my family to no end. I had incest with two of my daughters. They had a boy, each one of them. Both of them grew up, rebelled against God, and died and went to hell. Are there any good folks, I wonder, in heaven at all that has no sin in their life? Every one of them have had sin in their life. Every one of them. Every one of them. Let's go on. Sir, what's your name? You look like a good guy. Oh, my name's Lot. Wait a minute, preacher. The, the Lot of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, he's in heaven. Even the New Testament said he's a just man. He's right with God as far as being saved. And there he is in heaven. Been there a long time, by the way. Long, long time. And you ask him his story. Lot, why are you up here? I mean, how, how did you get here? Well, it started off not too bad. My father died, and, and Uncle Abraham took me up. Boy, he teached me a lot of good things, and it, it bothered me a lot, but I, I, I listened to him, and, and sure enough, he told me about the Christ to come and how Christ one day will die for my sins and how one day we all must accept him as Savior. And I listened to him, but I rebelled. I rebelled and, and uh, got upset and ran off. And I went toward a place called Sodom and tried to live my own life and do what I thought was right. You know what that's like. Uh, I know what God said, but I think this is okay. That was Lot. Lot ends up down in a place called Sodom and Gomorrah, and that's where you get the name Sodom from that place. It's not the first time it's mentioned, but that from that place right there. So you ask him and said that he, he lost his wife there. He lost his sons there. He lost his daughter-in-laws, a couple of them there, his sons-in-laws. He lost them there also. He got drunk. He had incest. He had two illegitimate kids that are now in hell, and he's in heaven. Now, honestly, you're thinking this doesn't make sense at all. How did you get up here? One day, I was listening to Uncle Abraham talk about the Jesus to come. It made perfect sense how one day all the animals that we sacrifice and offer to God will one day be his son, and that would be the end of all sacrifices. He's the one that all of these talk about. All of these examples are really about Jesus, and he, and he told us about that. And I heard what he had to say, and, and, and nothing would ever be added to my account again. My Uncle Abraham told me all about this. Heaven is full of bad people. I'm sorry. We're bad people. Every one of them had sin. Some of them tremendous, wicked sins in their life. Only people in heaven are forgiven, saved sinners. It's the only ones there. There are no self-righteous people in heaven. There are no people in heaven who never sinned. There are no people like that in heaven. There are only saved sinners in heaven. I hope I've made my point a little bit. 
let's go the other direction. We won't stay there long, but we're going to go to heaven. Okay? Just do it. I will. I'll go there. The Bible tells us of at least only three that it talks about, three people that went to heaven. Now, it talks about multitudes, people dying without Christ. It does that. But actually, three people it talks about that went to heaven. But I want to, I want to clarify something. A couple of things here. Is it true bad people can go to heaven? Is it true? Yeah, okay, here's the answer, in case you weren't listening. <laughs> Number two, is it true you do not have to join a church, get baptized, tithe, live a good life in order to go to heaven? Is that true? Okay, so that's true too. Number three, is it true you can commit sin and still end up in heaven? Yes, it's true. All you have to do is find a way to keep God from adding sin to your ledger. That's it. Because everything you do is being added to your ledger. How can I get God to stop adding to it so I can go to heaven? Luke chapter 16. We read a real story. This is this is not a made-up story. This really happened. There was a man, and the Bible simply refers to him as a rich man. A rich man. Now, we, we make up a lot of stuff about what this guy might have been like, but the fact of the matter is, it doesn't say he was a wicked, bad man. It doesn't mean that he was, it didn't say he was violent and, and, and beat up on people and, and murdered people and stuff. It doesn't say that at all. So I, I run into this guy in hell, and I said, oh, why are you here? You must have done some awfully bad things because there are people in heaven done some bad things and they're up there. Why are you down here? I was a rich man. I lived in a good part of town. I helped spur the economy. I bought things. I traded with people. I built. I minded my own business. Now, there was this guy at my gate and he tried to talk to me about the Lord. Now, I didn't kick him when I went by. I didn't have him arrested. I didn't throw him off of my property, but he was there, and I would hear him talk, oh, Abraham, please, send somebody. Can't you hear him? Right in the middle of the conversation. He's looking for relief from what he's going through. I murdered no one. I stole no man's wife. I hurt no child. I robbed no one. What did you do to come here? That's why I am in heaven. This is very strange. Don't you think? Here's a guy that doesn't seem to be that bad. Didn't murder anybody, didn't stab anybody, didn't steal anybody's wife, didn't hurt anybody, helped the economy, mind his own business, built a business, did all these things. He's in hell. I got people I just talked to in heaven, right here out of the Bible, who were thieves and died on the cross. Everybody knew it. There it is. We have people here that, I mean, just wicked, wrong people, and they're in heaven. This, this is so confusing to me. It almost sounds to me like bad people can go to heaven and good people go to hell. It almost sounds that way. But is that right, preacher? Well, is there anyone at all in hell that has not sinned? Well, preacher, there's one thing we've all learned down here. You don't go to heaven because you're good. We all know that. But because you're saved. And you don't go to hell because you're bad. 
you go to hell because you're not saved. He said, we all know that down here. We all know it. Did you just hear me? Whether you agree with that or not, that's Bible. You do not go to heaven because you're good. You do not go to hell because you're bad. Bible says Jesus is the door. There's one door into heaven. It opens. Other than that, the Bible says in John chapter number 3, verse 18, you're condemned already. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not trying to make up your mind whether you want to go to heaven or hell. You're on your way to hell right now. And the Bible said you're condemned already because you have not received the name of the only begotten Son of, Je of God, Jesus Christ, the Savior. You haven't done that. That, that's your only hope. That's when the door opens, you go to heaven. Other than that, you're not trying to make up your mind. Well, I haven't made up my mind yet. You're already condemned to go to hell. Your only hope is heaven. So what do we have here? We hear this man. He simply cries out again, Abraham, have mercy. Send Lazarus, you know the story there, to dip his, dip his finger in water. One drop. If I could just get one drop of water. Impossible. Can't happen. God's no longer with you. Say, Pastor Bell, please tell the people on earth. It's not by works. Tell them they don't come here because they've been baptized in a special pool or an everyday pool. Whether it's in a creek or not, doesn't make a bit of difference. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, that we are saved. But by his blood, by his mercy, by his forgiveness are we saved. The Bible said you must be born again. You must be born again. Therefore, baptism isn't being born again. Joining church is not being born again. Communion is not being born again. Doing good works is not being born again. Jesus said to a religious man that was a good guy, but without Jesus Christ, you must be born again. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Says nothing about works, nothing about church, nothing about any of that. Tell a preacher. It's not works that gets you here. You will never see heaven even at a distance because you're a good person. It is refusing to accept the finished work of Jesus Christ. Look at me and listen to me very carefully. God in heaven before the world ever began made a plan so simple that a child can be saved. He's not trying to keep you out of heaven make it so straight and so narrow you can't. That, that whole thing is misunderstood by people, isn't it? Abroad is the way that leads to destruction and many be thereon that go in thereat. And narrow is the way and straight is the way. Oh, see, not everybody can find it. That's not even the meaning of that. The meaning of that is you take what the world thinks, what you think, it's so broad, which door is the right door? Which road is the right road? It's so bright and a lot of destruction in there. God said, look here, look here. Here it is. Little road, just go straight. There's the door, there's the road. You can't get me confused. Well, I'm so confused. You must be on a broad path. That's the problem right there. I see another man. What awful thing did you do? What did you commit to be down here in hell? You're burning, you're screaming, you're crying, you're gnashing with your teeth, you're begging for mercy. How many murders did you commit to be down here? How many vulgar acts did you commit? Maybe that's why you're down here. None. How much did you steal? I didn't steal anything. How much did you curse and swear and blaspheme? I've got news to you. 
this man I'm talking about, you'd be hard-pressed to find a man on this planet better than this guy. He's in hell. You see, back in Jesus' day, there were some religious people, they were called Pharisees. The Pharisees were the top of the religious order. I mean, if you wanted, you want to see good moral people, church-going people, people who, by the way, <laughs> Pharisees tithe two times a week. They didn't wait till the end of the week or the beginning of the week. They tithe two times a week. The law of Moses, as strict as it was, was not enough. They added to it 300 and some other laws just to make sure they were really good people. They were so careful about murder that their, their, their robes, they would the real good ones would, they would swing their robe just in case there was an ant or a bug in the way and they stepped on and committed murder. We're talking about some real, real good moral people here. They tithe. They even got other people to follow them. All this is going on. I really couldn't tell my worthy selves how I ended up here except for one day. I was in the temple praying. And while I was praying, I happened to notice there was this publican standing over there. Oh, he's way in the back. He, he wouldn't even look up. He was ashamed to look up. Oh, he knew what he was. And I stood over there and put my hand on my chest and prayed out loud, Oh, God, I haven't done this and I haven't done that. And I'm not like that guy. And he goes on and on. And he said, That's what I was doing one day. He said, That's why I'm here in hell. What? Oh, yeah, the guy in the back that wouldn't even lift his head and said, Be merciful to me, a sinner. You might have met him when you were in heaven. He's there. I'm down here. This guy went to hell because he relied upon his good works. He did not rely upon what God did for him. Let me close by saying this with one other person. Just to clear the air here. You said maybe they didn't know. I'll tell you about a man who actually walked with God for at least two and a half, three years. Was a disciple. Now, a disciple doesn't mean you're necessarily saved. It just means a learner and follower. This, this man that I'm getting ready to tell you about actually followed the Lord for two and a half, three years. Jesus actually called him to be one of his first disciples. Called him right to him. He was there when Jesus would pray. He was there when he fed the multitudes. He was there when he healed the leper. He was there when Jesus raised people from the dead. He heard him pray. He heard all these special things going. He said he ate with him. They went place. They traveled together. All of these things uh, this man was a part of. Uh, he followed him. He learned. He ate. Why did you end up in hell, Judas? I followed him all that time. Never asked him. I never asked him that I believe you're the Savior. Forgive me. I never did that. That's all I did. You're in hell because of that? Yes. You followed him. You saw him. You heard him. You touched him. You were a part of all. I was. Every bit of it. Therefore, all of my sins Church cannot dismiss sins. Baptisms cannot dismiss sins. They're not on our ledger.
Hallelujah for that truth. Good deeds cannot dismiss sins. Nice guy cannot dismiss sin. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sins or place onto your account. Well, somebody has to pay for sins. We think it's like a credit card. We just keep charging up and maybe somebody just forgive the whole thing. Actually, somebody wants to. You're charging up things you by the way, that's why hell lasts forever. Because until you pay your sinful debt, you have to pay for it. What about you? Oh, that's Jesus took care of that for me. I told him I was guilty, but I believe he died for me to forgive me. And Jesus took my ledger and took everything on there, placed it over on his, and then said from this point on, Neither will I impute anything to your ledger. That's why George Bell is going to go to heaven. And by the way, when you go to hell without Jesus Christ, you will go there forever because you have to always be paying for your sin and you cannot pay it now. Because every day is being added to your ledger. If Jesus paid in full, and nothing ever changed on your account. You're in jeopardy of going to hell, aren't you? There's only one way into heaven. Jesus said, I am the door. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So let me get this right. Good works is not the door. Baptism isn't the door. Giving is not the door. Church attendance is not the door. It is clearly spelled out in the Bible. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If a man enter any other way, he is the same as a thief and a robber, and thieves and robbers will not go into heaven. He didn't say you're as a thief and a robber. He said you are a thief and a robber. You're stealing glory and honor that only belongs to Jesus Christ because you're trying to get there on your own. tell people you do, right? Well, I'm not that bad. Well, I'm really trying. Well, you know, everybody makes a mistake. Why don't you just come to the Lord and say, be merciful to me, a sinner. I know what I am. And I know what you did for me. So, you believe you're going to heaven, right? Everybody does. Preacher, maybe not right now, but I believe I'm going to go to heaven. Why? Just your belief? Think if you just believe hard enough, you'll go? Oh, I know. you got a loved one that's there, and you told them before they died, our love will always be real, and you'll never be without me. Not true. You don't get saved. You ain't gone. I don't care how much you love somebody. I've watched grown people throw themselves on a dead body in heaven, praying and crying and promising to meet their grandma, their mom, their dad, their husband, their wife, said, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. Are you saved? Well, I'm trying, no, we just talked about that, right? I don't want to be a bad, didn't ask you to join, didn't ask me to be a bad, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. People need to listen. Do you understand? I just, if you would, shot down every excuse that people try to make on why they should be going to 
want to go?